Hey, 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 welcome back to the Musings of a Black Bipolar Activist. This is Lucy, and uh, today we're going to talk about the year in review. We just ended 2020, thank God. Hopefully 2021 uh, will be a little better, but I want to talk about the year a little bit as a recap. And uh, let's let's get into it. Um, We'll probably talk about maybe 15 minutes. Uh, We'll see how the conversation goes, but... Uh, this is going to be like a, a quick review and I, I might do, um, another review next week, but, uh, for this week, I just want a, a basic review. So we started out, <clears throat> excuse me, we started out 2020 with the fires raging in Australia. Uh, a large part of that continent was burnt. Uh, a lot of, uh, wildlife, uh, was affected. And that's how we started. But then, uh, as everyone knows, coronavirus in February started. I believe um, coronavirus was actually um, like from the December before, like December uh, 2019. Uh, But it started to hit the U.S. in February, I believe it was. And uh, Donald Trump with his ever-present racism, called it the Asian people, the Asian flu, or no, the China flu, a China virus, that's what it is. Uh, He called it the China virus, or the Chinese virus, and he said that we need to, uh, he said that we need to basically blame it on China. Um, There was a huge outbreak of racism and racist attacks, after this, um, which tends to happen after Donald Trump says something, he emboldens racists to do racist things. Um, although I think he did do a, um, uh, not, not really an apology because Donald Trump doesn't apologize to anybody, but he did say something along the lines of protecting the Asian community in the United States. I think personally that, um, he was kind of forced to say that, um, I don't know what the um, the support population is among Asians for Donald Trump, but uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, so that was that was starting in February. Then we ended the month with a bang, literally when Ahmaud Arbery was shot while jogging in Georgia. Um, I think it was right outside of Atlanta. Um, but of course, this was one of the major deaths of 2020, where a unarmed black person was shot, either by people who think they're police or the police themselves. Um, and he was just jogging in the neighborhood. I believe the two men who shot him uh, believe that uh, he was robbing stuff in the neighborhood. Uh, a video did come out later that showed that he had walked on a building site and drank some water from a hose. I think it was nothing too criminal. Um, whenever I think about someone going on to a building site, it reminds me of my sister who had her house finished last year. And before that she was going to the building site all the time. And I just think about how that could have, ended badly um, for my niece and her 
because the area that she lived, that she moved to, um, it's a pretty mixed neighborhood, but there's still a lot of white people there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not a crime to go on a building site. Um, nothing was stolen from these sites. Uh, but unfortunately, Ahmaud Arbery took the, took the blame for that and he was shot. Um, it was about two months later when the men were arrested. And I think that was simply because of the pressure from the video. Um, so the, there was a father and a son who shot Ahmad Aubrey. And then the man who posted the video, uh, it later came out that he was also in on it. Um, he wanted to attack Ahmad Aubrey. He um, tried to cut Ahmad Aubrey off with his car. Um, and he was certainly uh, complicit in that situation. Then we jump on over to March, uh, where on March 13th, Breonna Taylor was killed in a uh, botched police break. Um, Taylor and her boyfriend were in their apartment. It was in the middle of the night, um, and the officers were supposedly barging in for a search warrant. Uh, I think they call it a silent warrant. There's, there's a name for it, um, but they were charging in for that. Um, the boyfriend, who was startled that someone was breaking into the apartment, shot out. Uh, I believe he shot one shot, and the police shot a couple shots back, uh, and one hit uh, Breonna Taylor as she was sleeping, and uh, that also prompted some protests in Louisville. Kentucky and a few cities around the U.S. Um, the attorney general um, reviewed the case. He's a Trump supporter. He uh, said that there was no wrongdoing. Um, the police officers who the police officer who was charged wasn't even charged for the murder. He was charged for reckless endangerment for shoot for the, a bullet going into a neighbor's um, into a neighbor's apartment. Um, I believe the grand jury, <clears throat> sorry, I believe the grand jury for uh, this indictment or quote unquote indictment um, didn't get all the information that was needed. Um, and a lot of people said they would have voted to um, at least indict and put the, the officers on trial had there been some information put in, which doesn't surprise me. This is kind of how. America works. Then we also have the pandemic starting to disproportionately impact people of color, um, mostly black, Hispanic and Native American people. And um, mostly because they're not hospitalized as much as uh, their white counterparts. Um, death rates are higher due to more underlying health conditions, um, which is a whole other topic on why black people have more un underlying, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is tripping today, um, why black people have more underlying health conditions. Um, and uh, a lot of systemic inequalities in, um, in health care and money and all of that 
Um, so anyway, we have the um, COVID disproportionately impacting people of color. Um, and so then moving on, that was all in March where we're starting to see a, um, we're starting to see a like surge in COVID cases, especially among people of color. Um, and then going into April 19th, New York City launched a team to fight anti-Asian discrimination um, after um, after the coronavirus is um, is surging. A lot of China virus stuff <laughs> that Trump did is still going on, um, and the New York City Commission of on Human Rights created a team, and they found that more than forty percent forty percent incidents involved anti-Asian sentiments behind it. Um, so that's all because of COVID. Then in May, uh, was the 25th, this uh, Amy Cooper called the police on Christian Cooper, who's no relation. And um, he is a avid bird watcher. I believe he's also on the um, board of a bird watching um society I don't want to say um but it's definitely like a bird watching group and he's on the board of that and uh he was out in uh, Central Park looking at birds um Amy Cooper had her dog unleashed which is um against the the park rules you're supposed to have your dog on a leash uh, Christian Cooper asked her to put her dog on a leash and uh she went crazy and went and went white woman, uh, and she accused him of uh, threatening her and um, being uh, like leering kind of. Um, but anyway, um, she 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 called the police, which is dangerous to call the police on a black person, uh, especially when they're not doing anything, because more police interactions in with police shootings with black people than with any other um, nationality. And that's my own personal statement. Um, that might be true. That might not be true, but it certainly seems like it's true. Um, and she was later um, charged on a misdemeanor for racist criminal conduct. I think is uh, that was the basis of it, but I think the actual charge was like reckless endangerment or something like that. Um, but Amy Cooper actually got her dog taken away from her as well because when she did finally leash the dog, she was dragging the dog around. She had lifted the leash. The dog was suspended in air. Um, so that's crazy. Um, of course, uh, one of the many quote-unquote Karen incidents of the year. Um, and then that same day, George Floyd was murdered by the police. Um, and he says, I can't breathe multiple times while he is in, um, quote unquote, police custody. Um, he, um, he had uh, a knee on his neck for approximately eight minutes and 49 seconds. And he was suffocated to death. Uh, he yelled out, I can't breathe several times, which is also reminiscent of Eric Gardner, who also said he couldn't breathe. He was asthmatic when he was apprehended. Um, 
well, I'm not going to say it branded. When he was harassed and then murdered. Uh, Eric Gardner was in New York. Um, George Floyd was in Minneapolis. And um, people got upset. Um, it became a huge nationwide protest. No, international protest. Because this video circulated the internet. Um, I personally saw the video. I was upset. Uh, I did a podcast about George Floyd. Uh, back in March, and uh, it was um, it was graphic uh, to see someone's knee on someone else's neck with little regard for life. Um, he was just, the police officer was just nonchalantly had his knee on his on George's neck. Um, didn't have a care in the world. So anyway. Um, Protests began in Minneapolis, spread across the U.S. and the uh, you know in the world. Um, some protests got out of hand. Um, there were about forty cities who imposed a curfew. I believe Minneapolis was one of those. Um, and National Guard was activated in some states in Washington D.C. after v- protests turned violent. Now there is also a um, what do I want to say? There was a uh, there was an argument about who was causing the violence in these protests. Um, there was Antifa. Um, was it the BML protesters? Was it agitators from the police? Um, there was a lot of talk about um, who was at fault for the uh, for the. Uh, pro- protest turning violent um, but I think there is a, a lot of reasons why the protest turned violent um, I think if you sorry I got just a mic I think if you are um, I don't know how do I want to say this where it's not that offensive if you are getting punched in the face multiple times a day then one day you're going to snap and you're going to punch back and I think that's what a lot of these protests were about I think why that's why some of them turned violent um, I do know that there were instigators though who were coming into the cities and um, riling up trouble um, and attacking people uh, attacking police and BML Black Lives Matter protesters were taking the blame for that. So now we're moving on to June. All this is happening and we're just now hitting the June. Um, Black Lives Matter murals are painted on the street. Uh, there was one in front of uh, Trump Tower in New York. Um, there were some near the White House. Uh, I personally know in Kansas City there's four Black Lives Matter paintings on the on the ground. Um, I think, oh, I mentioned Trump Tower. There's one there. Um, there was some in Los Angeles, I believe, LA, my former hometown, um, and one in Seattle. And, um, a lot of people didn't like it. There were some people who defaced the Black Lives Matter, um, words on the ground, uh, in Kansas City that has not happened. They're staying pretty strong. They're a little dirty from people driving on them. But 
uh, for the most part, it's okay. Uh, and that's actually something else I kind of want to go into. Um, I think I did a, my roommates and I, Matt and Julia, talked about this, where we were talking um, about how, um, why this, why the George Floyd situation feels different. And because it, it not only did it garner news, but it garnered uh, complete support um, from basically any everyone. Uh, it's kind of like a, I think I heard one commenter, I think like CNN or something, say it's like white people woke up and realized there was racism and that black people were disproportionately affected by police violence. Okay, so in June... Um, some Virginia protesters, protesters tore down some Confederate statues in, uh, in Richmond. I think it was, yeah, Richmond. Um, and some other states followed suit. Um, the Confederate statues has been an issue for a long time, but I think in the wake of George Floyd, people were like, no, we really need to take these down, uh, because they are very, very problematic. So, my my thoughts on the Confederate statues are this. If we don't get rid of all Southern relics, then we might as well not get rid of all of them. Because if you're going to, if you're going to tear down the statues, but keep the Confederate flag, then what's the point? You still have um, traces of that history of slavery. Uh, if you want to get rid of the Confederate flags, but you don't care about the statues, it's the same thing. Get rid of all of it um, because it's all bad history. Um, talking about it and arguing about it only highlights that slave history that we have in this country. Um, so just take it all down. Um, and I think anybody who's like, no, this is history, this is history, um, can't complain when people talk about slavery. Because if you want to talk about the South and how it had a strong tradition and all of that, then you can't talk about that without talking about slavery. So if you don't want to discuss slavery, then we get to discuss. Well, I mean, if you want to discuss how important Confederate flags and statues are, then we get to bring up racism whenever racism and slavery whenever we want because they go hand in hand. Um, in Atlanta, another police shooting. And on June the 12th, uh, Rashard Brooks was shot outside of a Wendy's. Um, this was a controversial one because he, um, he fought some officers. He was drunk. He was in the parking lot. And he, had a, he got tased, and he was running away. Um, but he was also shot. So the the thing is, and I, I hate this too, because a lot of people are like, comply, comply, comply. One, he failed a sobriety test, so he was not in his right mind. Um, two, he was running away. Now, I've seen lots and lots of police video where white people are acting crazy, getting in police officers' faces, uh, getting belligerent. And they get peacefully taken in. Um, 
Richard Brooks was, I, I, from the video, I can tell he was a little bit belligerent. Um, but he was not taken in without um, fatality. Uh, he was shot, and he was shot in the back, um, which, in my opinion, <clears throat> is a coward move because he wasn't a direct threat to you. He was running away. He was trying to get away. Um, he had already been tased. Uh, and you can tell in the video that the tasing did affect him. Uh, so, hey, uh, that's just my um, that's just my opinion. Um, the officer Garrett Rolf, if I'm, I think I'm saying that right, Rolf Rolf, um, he was fired and charged with murder. Um, and then the um, some more protests happened in Atlanta. Uh, I think. I heard that the restaurant was burned down and the res and the city's police chief resonated. Um, and I think the police chief was a woman or maybe it's the Atlanta mayor's a woman, but I remember a prominent woman saying, uh, this was wrong. This is on me. And, uh, that's that. Uh, and then June 14th was the black trans lives matter, um, rally. And this is another thing I think we don't talk enough about is that black trans lives are just as important as everyone else's lives. And black trans women die at a crazy amount um, compared to other trans women. Um, black trans women are, are endangered, I think. Um, I feel for them. Uh, being trans is not easy. Uh, my cousin is a trans man, and uh, he has had it hard. And just hearing some of his stories um, has been heartbreaking. But I know it's worse for uh, trans women because of toxic masculinity, uh, homophobia, um, all of that. Um, the gay panic, uh, which has actually been used as a defense in certain situations. Um, I believe at that point on June 14th, there were 37 victims of violence, graphic violence. I think the human rights campaign, um, uh, reported that, and that was in 2020, there were 37 and the majority of them were black or Latina or both. Um, so to have that many people, there was a huge amount of people. Um, but there were, um, uh, the, the rally came after two black trans women were killed in June and it really highlighted the issue. Uh, I know that the rally was in New York, but I think there were a few other and a, a few others in other States. Um, so, um, yeah, there, um, I, I, I can't say enough about black trans lives, uh, they really matter. I think a lot of black trans people get cut out of the conversation when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Um, and they shouldn't be because violence of them against them is just as prevalent as any other black person. Um, Juneteenth. Juneteenth was a deal this this past tw 2020 um, because people had a racial awakening. And so Juneteenth became a um a thing to support 
especially for companies um, to to recognize it. Um, I think for I think CNN said that 47 states in the District of Columbia District of Columbia recognize it, but it's still not a federal holiday. Um, I know some black people who actually do not work on Juneteenth because they consider that their 4th of July, which is completely valid because in 1776, when Independence Day was established, black people weren't free. But Juneteenth, which I believe is the, I'm a bad black person. I believe it's June 16th. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, um, that's when black people were free. And um, I don't blame them. I celebrate Juneteenth. I love it. Uh, Nike and Twitter also designated Juneteenth a official holiday. Um, I think there were some other companies too, but it made a big deal um, that uh, that Nike did it. Nike has really been on a um, social justice kick. Um, they honored. Colin Kaepernick last year, I believe it was. Um, Nike has been supportive of Naomi Osaka, who is half black, half Japanese. Uh, and she's been really going for Black Lives Matter as well. Uh, a lot of sports uh, organizations this past year and sports figures were um, talking about Black Lives Matter, which is important. I know a lot of white people like to talk about sports people being involved and saying they need to just play the game and not talk. But these people are people too, and they deserve it to talk about how they feel and all of that. So um, June 21st, a noose is found in Bubba Wallace's team garage. Now, Wallace is a black driver in NASCAR. I did not know black people drive, <laughs> but I did not know black people drove in NASCAR um, because I always thought it was traditionally a racist racist fans organization um, but Bubba is doing his thing uh, a noose was found um, because he talked about confederate flags being banned from uh, the tracks which I also did not know that confederate flags were flying at these tracks um, but a lot of people are saying that the noose was found at the garage and already and Wallace was not a victim of a hate crime. Um, but they walked alongside their cars um, and pit crews walked alongside the cars of the Cup Series to show their support for him. June 28th, St. Louis couple pulls guns on protesters. Um, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, I think I said that right. Um, pulled out their guns on Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, the protesters were just walking by. The McCloskeys instigated some mess, uh, and they started going back and forth with the Black Lives, Pro Black Lives Matter protesters and pulled guns. And when I say guns, I mean like heavy machinery. Um, so it has been a year for black people. Um, St. Louis, I am actually about an hour and a half away from St. Louis, um, here in Kansas City, and uh, um, the population is majority black, I believe, and um, it is 
not surprising that white people would be uh, threatened by black unity in St. Louis. And a lot of people already think Black Lives Matter is a racist organization. Also in June, the Mississippi governor signed a bill to to retire the flag with the Confederate emblem. Um, This flag also is not the only one that had the Confederate uh, symbol in it, but good for the Mississippi governor. Um, I don't know if the flags have come down or not. Um, I know voters approved a new flag in November that features a magnolia which is the state flower. So I don't know when that goes into effect, uh, hopefully soon, and hopefully other states can follow. In July, the NFL's Washington franchise decided to change its name and logo. Um, Of course, the Washington Redskins um, has been a source of contention for a long time, not just this year. I mean, 2020, but it has been a long time coming and changing that name and logo. Um, I know people are talking about that years and years ago, and it takes something like the new social movement of justice, of racial justice, to really um, to really make changes. And I'm glad. I don't know um, when that name will be changed officially, uh, this is a new NFL season right now, and I believe they still go by the Washington Redskins. Um, I I think I heard that there was like a um, like a contest to see what they would name the new team. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, but I'm actually glad about that. Um, also in July, we had some civil rights heroes die. Um, uh, C.T. Vivian, who was a pastor and civil rights activist who worked alongside Dr. King, he passed away. Uh, and, of course, John Lewis passed away, who was a uh, representative. He was part of the representative of uh, Georgia and the House of Representatives. Uh, he had a um, he had a battle with cancer. Uh, I personally hope that he would have beat it, but he has been such an institution in this country and in this country's history. Um, He's done so much for Georgia. I believe his district was Atlanta, specifically, well, part of Atlanta. Atlanta was part of his district. That's what I meant to say. Um, And uh, he was a great guy. he was talking about his, his famous um, quote was, it's always good to get into good trouble. Um, good trouble was his phrase. And, uh, you know, bucking the system for racial justice is good trouble. And, uh, you know, peace to him and his family. Uh, he, was a, he was a great guy. C.T. Vivian was a great guy. Um, yeah. So then in July, the WNBA season started, which it started late, um, but I'm glad it did start. I'm a huge WNBA fan. Um, I'm all for women's sports. I love it. 
so the WNBA dedicated their season to uh, Breonna Taylor. They actually had say her name on her um, on their. Jer- they had Breonna Taylor's name on their jerseys, and they supported the Say Her Name campaign, which um, was founded by Kimberly Crenshaw. And Kimberly Crenshaw is also a social justice warrior and uh, feminist and all of that good stuff. Uh, I personally love her. She's had some great writings if you want to check them out. I'll actually be doing a podcast about um, one of her articles. Um, It's called Demarginalizing the Intersection of Race and Sex, a Black Feminist Critique of Anti-Discrimination Doctrine, Feminist Theory, and Anti-Racist Politics. So that um, that podcast discussing that article will be coming out soon. Uh, and then on July 30th, the NBA season resumed uh, from COVID break. And uh, every person wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and they all kneeled. Um and uh, Adam Silver, who was the commi- who is the NBA commissioner, uh, did not enforce the league's longstanding rule that requires players to stand during the anthem. And MLB players also took a knee, which is good. We have such a social justice reckoning in sports this 2020, and I love it. So August. Jacob Blake was shot, and this is another long list of names of people who were shot, uh, black people who were shot in um, in uh, 2020. Um, more protests started after Jacob Blake died. I, I mean, not died. He was just shot multiple times. He's paralyzed from the waist down now. He was shot in the back at point-blank range seven times in Kenosha. And... Kenosha is also where during these protests is actually when um, the Kenosha shooter, what is his name? But he he went up there and uh, started some mess and shot two, three people, I believe, two died. Um, And he's currently um, getting ready for trial for that. Uh, After the Blake shooting, a lot of teams, sports teams who were playing at the time, baseball, basketball, all of that, canceled games. Uh, I know the WNBA uh, helped lead the way with that. They canceled two or three games. Um, And the Washington Mystics wore white T-shirts that had seven bullet holes on the back, um, which was very powerful. Um, They had a few people speaking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So moving on, the March on Washington, uh, also resumed. There were some great speakers. Um, thousands of people did, did, uh, thousands of people were there. Um, this was actually 57 years to the day since, um, Dr. King's, I have a dream speech. And in some States, racism is declared a public health crisis, which is important. Because black people have been saying that racism is a public health um, issue for years and years, and for people to finally, um, finally get on board with that was amazing. Um, 
And then September, the grand jury decided about the Breonna Taylor case. I talked about this um, a little bit earlier, but um, nobody was charged directly with her death. Um, more demonstrations happened across the country because of this. Um, next, uh, Uncle Ben Rice announced that they were changing the name to Ben's original. Um, and I think Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth are also going through changes um, because of the racial stereotypes uh, associated with those brands. Um, there was a funny SNL skit about it that I thought was funny uh, when Dave Chappelle was the host. So if you want to check that out, that'd be awesome. It's one of the funniest skits I've seen. Um, uh, Kenan Thompson played Uncle Ben. Maya Rudolph played uh, Aunt Jemima. There's some good racial jokes in there that um, poke fun at white people, unfortunately, but um, white people are the people who name these things. So then... Jonathan Price is, is shot dead in October um, after he was trying to intervene in a uh, domestic dispute. Um, the police officer who responded to the incident attempted to detain Price, used a taser, and then fired his weapon. And the officer was actually indicted with the crime. So that's good. He was charged. Um, and then a mass grave was discovered in Tulsa in October. I believe it was the 21st. Uh, um, Tulsa is notorious for the Tulsa uh, riot and the Tulsa massacre. Um, it was the Tulsa massacre was in 1921. And it's been uh, they, basically Black Wall Street was burned to the ground. And they found a mass grave. And they had been searching for victims for a long time. And so um, they tried another area, uh, I believe in July. And they didn't find anything. So um, I'm glad that these bodies were found so that there could be some peace to the families. Um, now we're getting into November, where we have our election season. Uh, Kamala Harris became the vice president-elect. Uh, she is the first female, first black, and first South Asian woman to be selected to that office. And Harris is only the second black woman senator uh, in the U.S. And she was when she was elected to Congress in 2016. Kamala Harris is a badass. And I love her. Um, there are a couple things I don't agree with her, but for the most part... I think she's awesome. I think she has great poise. Um, and uh, I have nothing but best wishes for her. Um, and also, proud Missourian for now. <laughs> well, not for now. I'm a proud Missourian for Kansas City. Um, but Kansas City uh, did not elect this woman, I believe. Maybe, she, no, I think she is the district for, she's representing the district that Kansas City is in. Anyway, Cori Bush. Uh, who was a Black Lives Matter um, activist. She won Missouri's first congressional district. And she became the first black woman to represent Missouri. 
Um, I was very proud of the state for her election. Unfortunately, we had a lot of bad people, um, bad people elected, but I'm very proud of Cori Bush and I hope she does great things. Um, she has had, um, some controversy because she was wearing a mask with Breonna Taylor's face on it. And apparently the people who are in Congress didn't know who that was. And they thought that her name was Breonna, um, which sucks. But I know Cori Cory Bush is going to do great things. Um, she's going to bring light to uh, police brutality and um, nothing but the best for her. Um, and Richie Torres became the first Afro-Latino member of Congress who identifies as gay. Um, so a lot of good things happened this past election cycle. Of course, Trump was voted out. Um, but a lot of, a lot of diversity, uh, going in, there's a lot of diversity leaving. Um, but we're still working hard on a more diverse Congress that represents a diverse United States. Um, so I'm proud to say that those happened. Um, Philadelphia apologized for the 1985 move bombing. Um, the move bombing was in 1985 and um, involved a black liberation group called Move. And in this, I think there was a documentary about this. But anyway, um, on May 13th, 1985, um, the police uh, or the city, I think it was the I think it was the police bombed like like ten houses, and they were like row houses, and thirteen people were killed. No, eleven people were killed, and destroyed dozens of homes. And uh, Philadelphia apologized. That's big of a city, and that wasn't that long ago, um, like twenty five years ago, and for a uh, a city to. Um, uh, for city to make that move 25 years later not that long um, so that's, that's a good move on them uh, I believe the Alabama governor also offered an apology to a survivor of the 1963 Birmingham church bombing which is the bombing that took the life of the four little girls and uh, another civil rights hero Bruce Boynton died He's the one who inspired the freedom rides. Um, so, uh, another, we're losing all our heroes. We need to have some new people step up. Um, federal judge rules that DACA applications must be accepted. Um, DACA is the, um, the legislation that Obama signed or the program that Obama brought into um, brought into the U.S., but it basically means that um, undocumented immigrants who came to the U.S. as children uh, get to stay, uh, especially if they're going for an education, higher education. Okay, Whew. now um, heading into the home stretch of 2020, um, President Biden 
said that he was going to have a diverse cabinet. So far, he has done that. He's been hiring straight people, gay people, black people, uh, black women, uh, who is an often overlooked uh, group of people. Um, they, he hit the ground running, and uh, people are, people are. I'm happy about it. I know a lot of people are happy about it, but I'm personally happy about it um, because I am a political science major, and I'm seeing a lot of history happen right now in this day and age and um, well-deserved fight and wins are happening. Um, the Cleveland Indians apologize to the Native Americans, which I would like to see more of um, because a lot of teams have offensive names. And so I would like to see um, more apologies more changes and I think we're just seeing the beginning of these things and then finally the MLB elevates the Negro Leagues to major league status um, so basically all the Negro League records and stuff will be added to the um, the league statistics and records and all those people who were ignored but great baseball players will finally be recognized um, so that's great. Uh, I know that'd be great for Satchel Paige's family because he was considered one of the best pitchers in the, the league and the Negro league, certainly, and definitely among baseball players, period. All right. I have talked about the year. It took about 45 minutes, it's a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Uh, hopefully you stay with me in that and, uh, We'll see you soon. Peace.